sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides. And that is Tom Sides. How's it going? Good, man. How was the cottage week? How was the little vacation time? It was nice. Lots of rain. So some time spent indoors. Every time the sun came out, it was like run outside as fast as you can to get as much of it as you can. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple like lake days where we got to go swimming and enjoy the weather. But for the most part, it was a lot of rain. Fucking A. But that's still, you know, it's still time away from your daily life and time to relax and recharge the batteries and all that stuff too, right? So a lot of card games, I can tell you again. Stuff like that. Um, there's farmers markets in different towns in the region. So we went to two of the different ones on different days of the week when it when it was shitty out. Yeah. So it was kind of fun to just, you know, see the farmers selling their stuff and small town Alberta. Nice. I always wanted to like get like a like a decent like size cookbook. Get like a three like three dice together, and then like roll the dice, and whatever pages that indicated that would be the page of, that I would be cooking that night. And then I would go to a farmer's market and go get the ingredients for there. The only reason why I haven't done it for like for years, I was on like shift like shift work. Now that I'm on like a normal schedule, I can actually go check out a farmer's market and go do that. So yeah, like so, like that's like always like a fun game to play because that's how you like force yourself to learn how to cook new things. It's just like for sure you got to do it. Yeah, just all right. Looks like I'm making this today. The fate Man, decided. It, it, it pays off so much when you start to discover these things and you like you know perform your craft and figure it out and your way of doing things and then you share yeah. it with other people and they're like, "Holy fuck, that's really good!" Like, yeah. oh wow. It yeah, no, I made a stellar dinner the other night. Uh, well, last night, I guess, uh, for Hillary. So she got her barbecue all set up. And then I was like, well, fuck. She's like, well, what do you want to do for dinner? I was like, well, you know, it's nice out. We can go get some steaks. I can throw together this tomato salad, corn on the cobs in season, and I'll get some shrimp for the side and all that stuff. And she's just like, okay, I'll all of that, please. And thank you. And like, I yeah. fucking grilled it up perfectly. She's got a great barbecue, by the way. It was fucking grill marks were there. I, not to pat myself on the back, but I fucking nailed it. Like everything was propane good. or natural gas. Propane. Nice. Yeah. I like uh, barbecuing. It's fun, and when you have a decent barbecue as well, it's mm-hmm. like a nice size grill to be able to. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, like like I'm more of like a meat and vegetables kind of guy for like meals. Like like if I'm cooking for myself, that's mostly what I'm having. Yeah. But like you know, like sometimes I like to go throw out a recipe. Like the other day, I made her like this teriyaki salmon just to be like, look at what I can do. Hmm. and then like yeah so it's been nice like you know like a stir fry or just seasoned with teriyaki no it's like um like a homemade sauce like like we call it teriyaki salmon because i don't know what else to call it but it's like soy base with like dijon mustard i throw in uh some honey uh like i I need to see it in front of me but like yeah like there's a whole bunch of ingredients i even put in some sriracha this time to give it a little bit of heat so it's like a nice little sweet heat it's good we could easily do a video um, cooking show sides with sides. Yeah. Be fun. <laughs> On the sides with Tom and Sean sides. Yeah, exactly. Chef Sean, Chef Tom. Yeah. Sounds pretty nice. Sides dishes. 
There's so many options. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, man. So I thought of this hilarious bit the other day. I have this guy in my class, and he's from Newfoundland, and he was telling me that he was an English teacher. And I just couldn't help but imagine what Shakespeare in the Park would look like in Newfoundland. Like, alas, for York, I knew him by. Or uh, Romeo, Romeo, where are you two? Come where you're at. Just bits like that. I figured it would be just hilarious to see if you did, like, actual Shakespeare, but you just use, like, all of that Newfoundland language, all that lingo. I think yeah, that'd be fun. a mixed bag. You could even, like, develop that a little bit further and do it like Shakespeare around the world and yeah. have all the funny accents read Shakespeare. <laughs> I saw what I see. I can't remember which Shakespeare play it was. I think it was, like, Othello. And it was just one man, this one man show doing the complete play of, of Othello as different Simpsons characters. Nice. Dude was unreal. He was all over the stage. He played every character and every and he, he remembered who was who while doing it. So like at one point he's Otto the bus driver, then like he's Bart Simpson, then he's Homer, and then he's like all the other characters. So like he, he's uh, uh, Mr. Burns, he's Smithers. He's like, dude was killing it. It's amazing when you see people's art form that has been developed and you're like, where, why, how? Okay. It's how good. Is this I a like show? it. I, I know it was for Just for Laughs that I saw it for, and it was just like yeah. a crazy little thing, but fuck, was it on rail? The funny skills people develop when they're sitting around fucking yeah. doing crazy shit, I guess. Yeah. You ever, like, you must go out and check out Edmonton during Fringe Festival and stuff like that. I have many, many times over the years. It's different. Yeah. Street performing isn't something that I've like, I didn't grow up around it as much. I know it's pretty predominant in like Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver even, but it's not that big of a thing in Edmonton, like street performers here's pass the thing. through. This, this will surprise you that because that fringe festival it's one of the biggest. It's the second biggest fringe festival in the world. Yeah. People come in for that and everyone's like down for that two weeks. But other than that two weeks, you don't see it much. So it's fun to expose like yourself to it. Every, I always go for a walk down white, usually when it's on. You should lean into some out. of the weird shows, like get like whatever the $10, $15 shows are. You should just go check them because some of them are fucking weird. My friends, Rachel and Sarah, once told me about there was a show where the guy was just like, who wants to see how many grapes I can fit in my foreskin? And that's a show at the Fringe Festival. Yeah, I've heard of that. There, There's some weird stuff. Like, I don't know if there's certain types of art that isn't for me it's like we've talked about this before you and me going to an art gallery and it's not some of the art form stuff isn't for me some of the fringe festival stuff isn't for me some of it's really cool too like the guys who do like the crazy ladder acts mm-hmm. like running up the fucking top of the ladder and like some of the comedians are really funny like i yeah. i've like supporting that kind of thing when you see it because it's fun but some of the other stuff where it gets like really skit skitty and stuff i don't know sometimes it's too much for me yeah you don't like the corny stuff eh? yeah you know how i feel about muppets fucking love them man you gotta come to what my way of thinking yeah I, I, no, everything in the in the right place the right time i guess is the <laughs> way to put it i love the muppets when i was five years old when i was yeah. a little kid i was all about kermit the frog yeah but then i stopped liking them it's a no. sad story well you know you let that inner child die there sean so what i'm saying is Things i would like really to hard. i would like to develop a whole shakespeare play with local New- newfoundlanders and then have good idea. tweak the script so it would be in their language or their their slang rather i think that would be hilarious because like the whole like it could be a worldwide seller 
Yeah, but just like the idea of like, why don't you stay where you're to and I'll come where you're at is is like unnecessarily confusing. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. Yeah, dialect is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I like, uh, you know how we both enjoy a play on words. So it would be fun. That would literally be a play on words and you could call it <laughs> a Sean play on words. Play on words. I like that. Yeah. Uh, no, that's pretty fun yeah man it's funny the little concepts you come up with in life and everything that we see now in media some guy somewhere was like hey you know it'd be kind of funny and that's like how everything is created Mm -hmm. i also thought of like um i had a dream last night of a charity you ever play knockout uh with the basketball hoops like it's like a you have a lineup of like 20 people essentially one guy tries to shoot the ball in the net if he misses and, the, and then the second guy goes to shoot if the second guy gets the ball in before the first guy that guy is out and you're allowed to do like okay. fucked up shit like hit the ball away and call it style like so last night i i dreamt that i was hosting this charity event called hoops for the hoopless so instead of ho- hoops for the hopeless it was hoops for the hoopless and it was just nice. like very intense games of knockout where you had like so many people and then various games going on and then whoever uh you know made it to the next round then that like, those lines got condensed and more and more condensed and then that was the chair like that was the charity event hmm. that sounds very very interesting that'd be yeah. fun right i think it'd be a fun afternoon one wouldn't be too time consuming you no. know you, you get like 10 15 dollars uh, ahead and then all the things go to the charity and then you put a big trophy out people just like to win things like i'm the first ever hoops for the hoopless i don't know i like it what would you what would be your charity if you could pick one off the top of your head what do you want to raise money for probably cancer research would probably be it nice that's a solid one for sure Mm -hmm. it's a good fun question also just but it does imply that we'd be giving basketball hoops to people who don't have basketball hoops it's hoops for the hoopless so but it's just a pun so it's fine yeah exactly i think people would come around with it it's pretty funny people are like jump on board with puns so they're hit and miss sean they're very hit and we learned anything from our show they're hit and miss it's hard to say (laughs) so i want to dare ask do you get a chance to see the finale of Strange New Worlds? Of course not. Man. Of course man. not. I got lots of time to get to it, though, because we have a whole off season now, I'm assuming, with the season finale. I did, however, watch because it's on a streaming service that I have access to, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. So I finished that series, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. An interesting little glimpse into that time period. It was uh, that was an unbelievable series, yeah. It, the cinematography alone, so it was like it ticked many boxes for me that I didn't know I had boxes for. Um, I the only thing if I'm gonna be nitpicky about it, so we can talk about it. like I can I can spoil this shit, like I can all in, baby. <clears throat> okay, I would have moved the Quagon Jin scene earlier in the finale, yeah. I thought it would have been more powerful for to see obi-wan kenobi regain his power of the force like when the when the rocks were coming on that was right there where you would see both him and qui-gon 
kind of push the rocks away kind of thing like if he showed up then and there to help be supportive you know kind of yeah. that kind of scene i figured that would have been more telling because i thought it should have ended with him going to luke skywalker and saying hello there which is like the most prominent like my favorite obi-wan kenobi line of all time that's funny interesting take i enjoyed uh i enjoyed the series I didn't, you know, like I always say, I don't go in and, into anything with too many expectations because you don't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But it was an interesting gl- glimpse into that time period. Like you, everything you assume would have happened, happened, you know, it was good. Mm-hmm. And you were saying there was the character who was like widely hated on the internet. Who was yeah. that? Uh, the second sister, Riva. Okay. Why? Her, like her acting. I, I, I couldn't terrible. figure it out for myself. I honestly, I just saw like the. I was whole curious thing. about that. Yeah, I, I couldn't finished. figure out what they didn't like about her. She, her role was perfect. Although, like, I don't understand. Like, when you do a thing where you have to go and kill Luke Skywalker and Peru and Uncle Owen, and we know full well that they survive, there's nothing for me there. Yeah, that's like I know how the story goes. Yes, but like you take away all tension because you just know what's going to happen. Uh, I yeah, liked her story arc. Like, I liked that she was a youngling that made it her mission to get revenge on Anakin Skywalker. I thought that was fucking awesome. I just I didn't care much for her climax at the end. The arc, yeah. Yeah, like like the, her whole beginning, that whole like all of that, fucking badass. It was interesting how they painted uh, Obi Wan to be like a has been in a lot of ways, like washed up. What they really was. like paint. Yeah, they painted him that like he'd just taken too many defeats and was done. He was the, like, if you I look like at Revenge of the Sith, field. they lost. Like that is a hard loss. Yeah. Not only he lost his yeah. best friend, his brother, like his, like his compatriot to the fucking most evil thing that you can lose him to, but then his whole belief system, the whole Jedi Council fucking crumbles in that one day everyone that he was ever associated with wiped out gone and then he knows that he's public enemy number one he is washed up like the fact that he wasn't a drunk i mean is just impeccable to me the fact that he just didn't go to that whole new low like i get that he gave up on his powers and he kind of gave up all this stuff like that was like that was this that was like the obi-wan that i kind of expected i knew that he was you don't come out of a thing like that unscathed and then and then also but like what i did like it was a whole bunch of things that they get covered in the in the trilogy so like when luke's uh, like when obi-wan tells luke that vader killed his father they gave us that like you didn't kill anakin i did like like that like that line out of vader's mouth and then like the the dialogue between the vader voice and the anakin voice fucking loved it the cinematography with the lightsaber lights on on Vader's face and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's face was just gorgeous, gorgeous cinematography. Um, it told a great story. Um, uh, I just, yeah. I, I, what I, do you I, think? Because I remember I asked you if they left it open ended for like another season, or what would you want to see? Now I wouldn't mind seeing like. Obi-Wan Kenobi doing like some minor Jedi shit on the side. Like, yeah, like a side mission or something. Yeah, like, Someone like, needs like, his help. Like, I think that's what would have to be done. But yeah. like, you know, there, there's like always these, there's always been these fan theories of just like 
how many bodyguards there actually were. So when R2-D2 went to Captain Antilles, who's on like uh, in the army for uh, General Organa or King Organa at this point, like the theory is R2-D2 is kind of there to keep an eye on Princess Leia. Yeah. Potentially. Because <clears throat> that robot doesn't get his mind wiped. C-3PO gets his mind wiped. And then Chewbacca is friends with Yoda. So I think that like, yeah, him and Han go make a deal with the Huts to go make some money, but there's a reason why they go to tattooing. And I think Chewbacca is also trying to also keep an eye on Luke for Yoda, like, because they were buds. So like, I don't know, there's like a whole bunch of things that like, there's a whole bunch of stories you can tell within like that. that. But I, that's what I really enjoyed is just because, and one of the one thing I liked most is that they didn't fuck around too much with the lore already. So no. like, with the whole Princess Leia coming around, I don't, I didn't like the fact that she knew him as Obi Wan, but I guess like I would have left it alone at Ben and her not knowing who, who Obi Wan Kenobi was. Yeah. But that's something I can forgive and move on with. One thing, one line I liked that the, like they kept making sense is like, so in A New Hope, when Obi Wan Kenobi fights Vader, there was the line of, when we last met, I was but a learner. Now mm-hmm. I am the master. Yeah that that line they held up and like made like so true because right then and there like vader faces off with obi-wan kenobi for the final time and you know fucking obi-wan kenobi comes back at him super hard because he, there were ways of the force that like even even the episode with the flashbacks of like going back to like uh, a lightsaber training duel between uh Anakin and yeah. uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, I thought was awesome as well. Like, th- like this ticked off so many things for me. I, I really enjoyed this series. I'm, I, I, I wanted, I want more. I, I'm okay if we don't get it because you tell your story. But the beautiful thing about having all these time gaps, right, is that you can tell more story. And like, I don't understand these Star Wars nerds that get so upset because they don't like what Disney's doing. They're giving us more shit. Like, yeah, for getting, sure. Like. In a world where we probably would have just gotten the first three films and then that's it, we got so much. I we, saw that there were there's talk actually of reshooting uh, four, five, and six with all the new actors that play all these characters, which would be kind of an interesting way of doing it as well. What do you mean four, five, and six? Like the movies four, five, and six, because they don't really fit in with the rest of the storyline of one, two, three, and uh, seven, eight, nine. So there's talk of like completely rearranging those movies. Don't do that. Like Don't do that one bit. Reshooting them because you have Anakin who can play Darth Vader. You have a new Obi Wan Kenobi to replace that other actor in the old well, stuffy they ones. Do, they don't need to do that at all. They It'd be interesting not. though, like to no, not. to reboot it. You know what I mean? No. It'd be fun. It'd be like the 2009 Star Trek where you're like, let's completely like let's rewrite it all and recast the, the all the difference characters. Between the, but there's a gigantic difference between. I think it'd be doing fun. what they did with Star Trek and doing that, doing that for one, Star Trek was a series that was beloved, and then they made it into a ho- more Hollywood thing. Yeah, they had their own movies and stuff like that with the OG cast, but also like you haven't gotten new stories of Kirk and the gang in a long time. It was time mm-hmm. for that. You don't you leave the Star Wars movies alone, like at least the original ones. Leave those alone. You think so? If you're gonna fuck with anything, redo seven, eight, and nine because those were dog shit. <laughs> It would be cool though to see like everyone was bitching about like the age gaps between 
um obi-wan like obviously with ewan mcgregor i i think that the age yeah. timeline works perfectly with that like i don't think he looks out of line for four five and six to be where he was in one two three yeah i well like so from revenge of the sith to obi-wan kenobi 10 years has passed right yeah and then from obi-wan kenobi to a new hope seven years have passed with yeah. that seven years on Tatooine with two sons. If that doesn't make you old and wrinkly, I don't know what does. <laughs> that would be another part where they could tie in another story is like he gets force sucked or something, you know? Someone sucks the force out yeah, of him a little but bit. But then you're just doing that to appease people that ask That's true. questions. Like, But I think that it would be cool if they reshot four, five, and six with these actors. Just saying. Yeah. Like I just, McGregor. I... I I the think, Han Solo movie, like they had that Han Solo already cast. And but then what Chewbacca. are you? But what are we doing then? Like, what, like honestly, you, that makes no sense to do that. That's I, it's an interesting take that you have on that. It makes no, absolutely no sense to do that. You have four, five, and six are the only ones that were done right the first time. Like I don't understand what the issue is. Yeah, one, two, and three. If you're gonna if you're gonna reshoot any of that, just reshoot one word. Metachlorians, get that word right the fuck out of there. You get that word out. It's weird how that whole thing happened, hey. Yeah, just get get that word right out. Like like Jedi is religious base, and you either have it or you oh. don't, and you come in with faith. I I I believe that wholeheartedly. All right. Was like, that George Lucas the whole way? I I'm, I'm probably I because like you curious. have to make you have to make having being a Jedi make sense. Yeah, because you have to start it when you're young, and then you have to give up emotion. Which I think is fine, whatever. Like, do what you got to do. But so if you do a thing like that, you have to find a way of telling if someone could be a Jedi. So how do you do that? Okay, well, this, they have this thing in the blood. And you either have it or you don't. That I thought found to be fucking stupid. It's just, yeah. I feel like I always thought the Jedis were more like those warrior monks. And it was just a life, a path that they chose. But the thing is, is to shut off emotion when you like that, that, that part of it is always weird because I'm not sure if you know this, but like, they're all capable of joy. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi was capable of joy. Like he laughs, he gives hugs to people. Like, like there's like, there's, there's positive feeling. And then he does. And then he feels sadness. Like when he loses Anakin, he feels anger, anger and sadness. And you can see it in him. He goes like, you are my brother, Anakin. Yeah, like you see that. So, like, how much emotion do they have left? I also like that there's a storyline out there where Obi Wan Kenobi has a brother. I'm not sure if you caught that line in the series that he remembers when he was taken as a child and he felt that there was another. Like, yeah, he has a brother or a sister, and like, if you can find out that there's like another Kenobi, or at least it might not be his family name either. That can just be the name that was assigned to him. Yeah, so like there's a few things that you can do with a more of an Obi Wan Kenobi series, but I feel like you gotta leave four, five, and six alone. Like, but like I can also say like this isn't gonna spoil anything because you knew this beforehand. You knew Jim Kirk was gonna be coming into Strange New Worlds. Yes. So I feel that like by introducing him, you can't help but introduce new Star Trek storylines. Because you're going to introduce them. Yeah. However, I don't think, like, uh, when it's an episodic thing, 
Like the story arc of Star Trek is we have five years to go on an adventure. Yeah. So you can add to that story any which way you want to. That's that's the beautiful thing about Star Trek. Star Wars is not an episodic thing. I know that yeah. it has like episode one, two, three, four, but you're still you're telling an over overarching story of one family's drama just fucking up the whole galaxy. Yeah. And and you kind of you can't tweak with storylines that way. Not not I don't think you can. You can really. like adjust it and change it. It's like how yeah. they did with Star Trek 2009, right? Where it was like now let's put Kirk in charge of the Enterprise because not because of like earning it or whatever necessarily, but because he's like a flashy, exciting new guy who rides a motorcycle. Like yeah. it was more like you can play with it in whatever way you want because it is just a story. So in Star Wars, you could be like, you know, change, tweak a couple little things to update it, make it more exciting than what four, five, and six were. Like update it to today's like standards. The the fight mm-hmm. scenes, like people loved that about. I, I, I need to get Star caught Trek. up on Strange New Worlds, man. I I'm, yeah. I'm going to watch the finale again today because it was so good. Nice. Um, I want. The fact that it was 10 episodes, someone's got to write to Paramount and be like, no, 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 no. Make this more. Yeah, people have been saying that on the internet. Because, I've seen already but, people but the, bitching like, about that. But the overall arc of this, of just, of like, because it starts off with, uh, with Pike not being ready to deal with his fate. Yeah. To, to like acceptance of like, who he has to be. Mm-hmm. It's just an overall great story. Did you watch any other episodes? Like, I know you didn't watch the finale. Did you watch any of the other episodes? I'm trying to think back to the last one I saw. Uh, no, I don't know. It's you, so you far see? out of my realm of thought right now that I'm like, eh, who knows where I left off? Because, like, I like what they're doing. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Let's change the subject because you just want to spoil it. I and do. I, can't I just like what they're face. doing, man. I need you to get there because I there's so one good. of these days. <laughs> How is it that I'm more of the loyal fan than you are? Jesus Christ, you have a uniform and everything. You just have it on your phone and you have an hour lunch break to watch it. What can I tell you? Yeah. If I had such things, then maybe I could. Even then, I wouldn't you have a I'm phone. So... You get a lunch Isn't... break. I don't, I don't have a phone. I, I use it. I call you on it all the time. That's a landline. And that's an iMessage. Yeah, bitch. that's true. <laughs> I just made that part up. Yeah. One day. One day I'll watch it. But I don't have to wait as long for it either, so that's great. Yeah, but it, the, I can't like Strange New Worlds can can't come back soon enough. And I wonder what the next release is. It's probably Discovery, no? No, that's a couple year, like a year out at least. I think it's uh, Lower Decks. Lower Decks first. Yeah, probably Prodigy, to be honest. Yeah, well, that came out this year though. <sighs> I thought it was more 2021. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Semantics, really. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure it's lower decks, if I recall. I also really need you to get into to the Orville. Yeah, I want to watch that too. The, the first two seasons are there's a lot more like TNG ripoff and also um and also like comedy base. Is it done now? Like, is there no more Orville after the what's on? I don't know uh, if it's done after the season three. I think well, if, if this is their final season. Holy fuck, they're giving us one hell of a final season. Yeah. Because every episode is like more than an hour long. And they haven't had a funny episode yet this season, but the stories they've been telling you are holy fuck good. 
I heard that like that it's the format's changed a lot and the format has happy. changed completely. But you're Weird. seeing acting out of Seth MacFarlane that I didn't expect to see out of Seth MacFarlane. And you're seeing storyline. Every story that they've told in this first, I guess, five episodes have tugged on my fucking heartstrings completely. And like, but like, and it, it's so loyal to like the, the Star Trek nerds that you and I are. It, 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 it pays such homage to the predecessors before it of like, Star Trek and all that, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, like there's references to both, really. But yeah. man, like the the humanity of it is fucking unbelievable. Because hmm. they too go by the 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 Star Trek uh, the the with the Federation of Planets rule of just like, no, we're just here to explore. We're here to make things better. Like, yeah, we have our enemies, but like we would love to have a treaty with them if we can figure that shit out. Yeah. And it's just a, all around a great series. And I, I would love to tell you about the latest episode because the latest episode is. It, just spin it to me because it'll probably be years till I watch it anyways. So, okay. So the, here's the premise. They have this like a uh, time machine device that they're trying to protect because if you can use time as a weapon, in this ongoing war that they have with this ro- uh, robot uh, planet of yeah. Kalons, um, it would be deadly. So they could el- eliminate all human life existence. So they have it. And then while uh, they're in battle with the Kalons, they go to destroy it. But while one guy goes to destroy it, he ends up being sent back to 2015. And there was a previous episode where he, he, uses, he finds this girl's phone from a time capsule and then kind of uses their uh, version of the holodeck to kind of get to know her and he falls in love with like a hollow. She's not real, but she was real. And it, so anyway, he's in the past, but they have time laws because time they, they deem time travel possible in the future or in like their present time. So there are time laws. So in time law, he was supposed to just go hide and just live out his life without impacting history at all. Yeah. So, so they try to go back in time, but they, they go back 10 years after he goes to the past. So he lands in 2015. They get there in 2025. So they go like, dude, we got to take you back. He goes, at this point, he did like three years in a cottage, hunting animals, doing whatever he had to do to survive and hiding. And then he was just like, this isn't a fucking life. I can't, what what am I supposed to live like this? And then he went out and found that girl that he fell in love with the holodeck, the real one this time, start a relationship had a family, has a kid, has a kid on the way. And then they kind of like have to have this moment of like either taking him away from his family to prevent further damage to the timeline or going back to 2015 and stop that from ever existing. But they need like, there's also like there's problems with the ship and all that, like classic, like space, like space conflict and all that stuff. Of course. so, you know, just like the emotion of it all of just, I don't know, like, I understand the anger and the grief going into that so much. And it was just, honestly, it's, it's just such good storytelling. Yeah, it's interesting. It makes yeah. me think like it reminds me of the Star Trek episode Deep Space Nine when they uh, find that planet of all of their ancestors where they crash and then they're like, they have to make that conscious decision to like 
fuck over all their own lives so that yeah, these people it all, can honestly, exist. Honestly, it's the exact like I guess yeah. yeah, I guess they're paying tribute to DS9 with that one because time travel is interesting, right? Yeah, but that that story too, man. It it, it like I remember I think I texted you after watching that episode because my feelings after watching that was just it, it, it they they could really tug on the like when Star yeah. Trek tells a good story, holy fuck, does it tell a good story? For sure. Yeah, it's it, things like that can pull you in. It's crazy how 45 minutes or an hour of programming on these some of these shows mm-hmm. can just shake you. Or yeah. you're just like, holy fuck, like especially the time travel ones, just because like that thought of like every point in time and like we are time travelers in our daily lives because we make decisions as we travel through life. So we're in the time now making that decision that will affect us later. It's just, we can't go back. We can only go forward in time, but it's just fucking crazy to think about that kind of thing. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. And I, and then like, I do find as I get older, I become like more, I feel more in the episodes. I was just like, I can really get myself like, like that, like honestly, that that latest episode of the Orville that I just told you about, fucking affected me. Yeah, like I had to like, I needed like a break. I had one. I went for a walk like right after watching that, going like, what the fuck did I just watch? It was just like I, you had to shake that off. Like that yeah. was just like it's moving like, when stuff like that happens. I, I like i really felt for it like i really felt for those characters i think yes because also like not only like there's no bad guy like there's no winner in that scenario no you hurt your friend you ruin his life yeah but then you go ahead and you do it in the past and you tell him like there's a scene where they tell him what they had to do because like obviously they resolve the scenario because it's a tv show yeah um and he goes like, I can't believe I was that selfish. But you don't know, like, te- you from ten years from now, man, like that isolation does a lot to fuck with people, man. And I think people oh, yeah. are feeling it a lot, especially after we went through the pandemic and all that stuff. Unbelievable. It can change you, although like anything that can happen. It's weird, like when you think about who you are now and who you were. You know, and they always have that conversation of if you could have a conversation with yourself in the past, what would you say? And it's like, what is the conversation now that I would have with a future person? 10 years from now, that Sean or that Tom, what would they say to us right now? You know what I mean? Which is, it's just fun thinking about that kind of shit. And like, where will we be? Like any left turn, anything can happen. And like, and that's what's so interesting about life and science fiction in general is it makes us explore the possibilities of like the ripple effect Mm -hmm. if i take a toonie and i set it down on this table and i decide to put the queen up instead of the the beaver up maybe that won't affect anything maybe it will affect fucking everything tiniest little things like that you know and that's what's interesting about the time that's why i always thought that was so crazy when you watch an episode or you watch um voyage home star trek voyage home yeah because they were so nonchalant about fucking (laughs) with the timeline pretty much not as tight of writership we'll say in that aspect well they were just like (laughs) like how loosey-goosey like mccoy is just like this technology shouldn't exist yet. Why are we shelling him? Scott is like, what if he's the one that invents it? Yeah. Like, Pretty much. That. And then they do that again. Like they kind of pay homage to that in Star Trek, the, the first Star Trek movie with Chris Pine and all that, 
yeah. when Spock t- tells Scotty about his uh, teleporting at warp speeds to other ships. Yeah. The only reason why you haven't it hasn't been discovered yet is because you haven't invented it yet. And like, so like that kind of goes like, this is your equation, but also like, I'm telling you, but also you discover it, but also like, like it, it's a mind fuck. I hate it's a like paradox. Yeah. Yeah. No, time travel is always a fun topic. It's yeah. just interesting. Like, and the decisions we make now ripple our future. So it's mm. be careful. Yeah. Are you rocking a Star Trek shirt right now? Yep. Coincidentally, is it just the, you and the Enterprise. Is that it? Just the Enterprise. Uh, it just says Star Trek has the Enterprise. Um, a little the insignia. Nice man, dope shirt. Like a nice blue shirt. Nice. That's I dope. bought it like two years ago i want to say got it home put it on and was like oh that doesn't fit fuck <laughs> <laughs> but since my quitting smoking journey i've lost a little bit of weight so i'm like i took t- took it out of the closet and put it on it was like oh shit it fucking now. that's awesome man good yeah. for you it's nice when you have a wardrobe that's waiting you're like fuck yeah it just shows <laughs> that the fucking years of be, uh, being patient going one day that's gonna fit me and when it does yeah. look out yeah. and there's just certain things too when you when you were once a thinner man that it's a nostalgia thing you can't get rid of yeah. like example i have a stargate jacket that's like fucking sick but it's it was a, a different sean you know I, I can't wear that shit now it's it's a pretty fucking small jacket compared to what i could adorn you sell it and make a pretty penny off it I could easily do that, yes, but it's a fucking sick ass Stargate jacket. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll fit in it again one day. And if not, it's a cool relic that when I'm dead, someone can sell 50 years from now. Here's hoping that your sons fucking sell that shit on your behalf. Pretty much. Or someone will wear it and find it in a vintage store and be like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Or maybe Stargate will be rebooted by then and it'll be fucking widely loved across the world. It's hard to say. Who knows, man? Who knows? All the science fiction's coming around. So, well, fuck, Star Trek's back in a big way. I, oh, I, yeah. Star Wars, too, obviously. Well, obviously. Like, Star, Star Wars has never gone away, to be honest. Like, it I never did. fairly re- relevant. Yeah. Every 10 years or so. Yeah. There's always something. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I please, please finish up with uh, finish up with Strange New Worlds because I, I really want to talk to you about it because the story here is just. Yeah, and then, like, and then the stories that are to come because they planted a lot of seeds in this season, I found. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It will be fun. So yeah. I went uh, on Saturday nights out at the lake there there was a party to raise money for ms mm-hmm. it's like a toga party that the local dentist throws every year mm-hmm. pretty fucking fun to dress up in toga it's been a few years not gonna lie i got mm-hmm. so goddamn drunk like i remember walking home i had to like well this is the last shot you know everything's rounding out people are leaving it was time to go so i had a shot of sambuca which was the little plastic cups. It was like half fucking full of Sambuca. Just yeah. so I chugged that. It was like, oh fuck, I'm really fucked up. I gotta try to get home now. Uh oh. And of course, I had Crystal and the whole party with us. I get outside. We're walking like the first. It's almost like I want to say a kilometer to walk home from where the hall is to where our cabin is. 
get out onto the main road to walk and it's a long straight road as i'm like kind of one eyeballing it looking i look at my sweet sweet lady crystal and i'm like "Uh uh-oh she's drunker than i am so i like take a deep breath like okay i gotta get us home and that's pretty much the last thing i remember i got us home (laughs) i don't there was like maybe another hour and a half awake after that at home because a whole bunch of people came back to our cabin to party, but I don't nice. remember anything else. So. Yeah, no, my candidate was pretty good. Like, uh, went with Hillary over to uh, our my buddy Huggy's place for like a big party, barbecue, beers, fucking washers, man. A whole bunch of people I work with were there. Fuck, it was a good time. Sweet. Never play washer toss. Actually, I played it for the first time this past weekend. It's fun, eh? Two people brought it, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was pretty decent. I know. I played with, a, like, I was on a couple teams, but, like, fuck me and my buddy Tyson fucking killed it. Nice. Yeah, it was just a good yeah, old-fashioned we, we time. we were rocking some of that. We had the ladder golf. We had uh, uh, bean beanbag toss came out at some point. Mm-hmm. Just the the fun late games like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a no. hoot. Yeah, no, I enjoy that stuff. Like I like being outdoors. Fucking, especially in like the nice weather, it's it's fucking gorgeous here in Halifax on the nice. Has it been? Yeah. So I'll, last Friday, uh, there was like an Air Canada fucking softball tournament thing. Yeah. And like we, we we didn't have enough players, so like I ended up playing in like every game, and like by the fourth one, like I was just done. Like I was wearing like new cleats because I figured like, all right, well I'll eventually like join a softball team so like i'll have i'll buy cleats now so i have them yeah and by like the fourth or fifth game i was just like stick a fork in me i'm fucking done and like they're like we got one more game i'm just like i'm out like this is like this is fun they're like why are you leaving like because tomorrow's gonna suck and like yeah i like a beer or two and then like and then like i got a i had a spare key to uh to Hillary's. So what I did was like I dropped off my buddy who lives in the area, and I was like I didn't even have service that day. Like that was I have I have a Rogers phone, so I was like one of like the thousands of people that just didn't have access to their phone that day. Yeah. So I like I told Huggy to tell her like I'm gonna go to her place, like meet me there, and like I just like well let myself in, had a shower, and just kind of was like stood in the shower and like reevaluated everything like i'm still sore today like the yesterday she like i was like hardly able to walk until like i got like a groove going and she's just like let's go take the dog for a walk on a nice hike i'm like yeah let's fucking do it and meanwhile i'm going oh fuck this is gonna be hell <laughs> it's just like being so stiff everywhere it's that like thing where you don't like do anything for a while and then all of a sudden you're just like oh oh shit you want to be active again thomas all right fuck face this is gonna come at a price asshole yeah, it's hard when you you don't realize how much you're getting away from active Tom yeah. until you get to be active Tom again. And you're like, holy Christ, that hurts. Been there. That's it, for sure. And like I did well, too. Like I like I I think I got on base every game except for like one hit. I got a pop. Like I hit it wrong and I got a pop fly, but I essentially got on base every game. And then it was just like, fuck, that requires like cardio and shit and i just don't have it anymore so like now i have to go get him back in more shape that's why i want to find a league if i start doing it every sunday or like something like, like once a week right then you can you know feel better about yourself get into a groove yeah yeah but fuck like by the fourth game i was just like not like i didn't even have like like there was like a barbecue and like 
Like, about, like, the third game, I'm like, I need fucking water. Does anyone have water? Like, I'm fucking <laughs> dying here. That's funny. Like, I, it, like, It's a weird thing with us, us men when we're in our prime, when we're rising to our prime, and when we're, like, after our prime, yeah. in the age gap of, like, even being a professional hockey player, whatever. Fuck, does it suck when you're, like, starting to get over your prime or past your prime, and then yeah. you're trying to, like, be back to your prime? You're like, holy shit. Man, is that hard on the body? Oh fuck, is it ever? We still got it. We yeah. still got it, buddy. So uh, Montreal had the first overall pick. How'd you feel about how everything shook down on the draft? I mean, it made like I wasn't shocked. Like, if you look at who they got, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Can you? Yeah. No, I. Uh, but like, I know that he's going to be Montreal's always gone for. A more of like a skill speed player than like Shane Wright. I think I don't think he would have been good in the room to be honest. I don't know I the kid at all. It's just like he, this is just like reports that I've been getting. Yeah, and I think that they made a better pick than like any armchair fucking coach or GM can say they did. Like a lot of people were really disappointed that we didn't take Shane Wright, but like. I don't know, man. I feel like like the guys in management know what they're doing for a reason. Yeah. And I think you also like when you go for the draft, you don't just go for who is who's the best pick. You also go for who's the best for your team. For sure. And then I like the I like the trades that the Montreal Canadiens made. I like yeah, they got, picked up Kirby Dosh, right? Yeah, from uh, Chicago and they traded uh Alexander Romanov, which yeah. was which like I know like he, he had a young career. I thought he was a promising defenseman. But like with what with what they did, I feel like it made sense. I'm not uh I'm not mad at this draft, to be honest. I but also if you're watching the draft, go fuck yourself. Like who watches the draft? Like my like I'm also like I'm taking a big shot at my dad because he fucking loved watching the draft. He fucking loved it. The draft is the most boring in any sport, it is the most yeah. boring event of all time. Hundred percent. Like, because like the interviews aren't good. They don't know how to do the interview and all the no. interviews are the same. It's just like, it's a great organization. I really want to help the club. Uh, I really, it's just an honor to be picked. It's just, yeah, cool. We get it. Like fucking yeah. answer. You can one. literally watch the like recap at the end and you're fine. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. Like the, and like, and my dad lived for the draft. Like he would do mock drafts. He'd fucking That's listen cute. to Bob, Bob McKenzie. Like one time he had this whole big event planned for the draft and like, like at this bar downtown. And I was just like, for the draft? <laughs> like people eat that up if it's your thing and you're just, who's going to pick who? Like, uh, I get and it. That was like, that was my, my thing. Too. Like he like had his own scouting reports. He knew players in the Q, the O, the fucking uh, Western League, the U.S. prep schools, the U.S. colleges, like fucking like he would hear things about players in fucking Europe. He fucking knew all this shit. I, it's amazing anything ever got fucking done in the house with all like with all the fucking stuff that he knew about hockey. But it's just like I don't I don't have that at all. I can't watch it. I'll, I'll watch a hockey game and I'll. I'll enjoy yeah. it. Like throw one on, I'll fucking have a time. But like the extras aren't for you. I get it. Like I, it's these people that also do like I can do like the NHL, like the hockey pool that we did. That's fun. But if yeah. you do like these people that do fantasy football are fucking lunatics. Like they go like, all right, so we got to do the defense. We got to go this. We got to. 
like, well, you got these stats and all that. Like, I cannot fucking do that. You got to be no. like Rain Man with numbers and all that stuff. It's ridiculous. And to not yeah. focus on just one team, you have to focus on all of them and then know all of the players on all of the teams and all of the stats. Fuck that noise. Like, who can, like, honestly, who does that? I know. I You have to have so much time for that shit, and it's crazy. Even the league we were in is, like, it's good because you can kind of just pick players and leave. Yeah. But there's so much, like, interactive ones and fuck that the one that uncle john is in isn't that like like it is like the most intense thing like he like i wouldn't mind one where we went head to head like hockey stat hockey stats i find are a lot easier to follow than any other fucking stats in sports yeah but i like and i wouldn't mind doing that like the head to head plus i love talking shit you should have seen me at softball all i did was talk shit to everybody Nice. Like there, they had the I don't know her name, but there was a, a a girl on one of the teams that was playing catcher, and I was like, umping a game. And I was just like, you should talk shit. It's fun. And she's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I go like, all right. So I started talking shit on her behalf to like other people, but she didn't say anything. I was just like, wow, you should have heard what she was saying about you. Just like all this stuff, like make it. <laughs> she's like, hey, I didn't say. I was just, I don't know, man. I'm just having a ball. Like I wasn't being, like I was being like a playful asshole, which was kind of like my bread and butter nice yeah that's always fun um heckling people is always a hoot that's for sure yeah uh, yeah um no hockey's fun oilers got rid of cassie and as you mentioned to me pre-podcast yeah um, he was fun like 2017 playoff cassian when he had the oh. mutton chops being like crazy the to chuck mm-hmm. fucking um turtling back and forth fights he's, like he's a he's a tough loss man i i think that guy did more for the team than what he did on the ice i yeah. thought he was i think he's one of those guys that are great in the room the ones that you kind of need to have right he just fizzled out a lot in uh, like he had some major issues too like he broke his hand in a fight then he came back he got hit in the face with a puck and his jaw broke he had a like young children that he recently had a baby yeah so like just a lot going on in his life where he didn't live up to the contract that we signed him to and that's just the story of hockey sometimes you can't always have your star your you players know, but, but like yeah but like those injuries come for that's the role he was playing for the team 100 yeah, it sucks he got injured but look at how he got injured like oh yeah it just didn't live up to what he's we'd getting hoped. in fights that's what you that's what you signed casting yeah. for you can't just be like go fight a guy and then expect him to be unscathed no that's true and i loved one of the things like that happened this season cassian had broken his jaw mm-hmm. and he wanted to fight for the team mm-hmm. and there was a guy i think it was the canadians actually we were playing i can't remember but the guy he knew the guy like his uncle or blah blah, blah. he talked to him he was like i'd like to fight you and the kid was like an up-and-comer he's like i want to fight Cassian's like, i'll fight you but we can only throw left hands because my fucking jaw is broken. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So they only threw left hands to fight each other, to, to, yeah. to do for your team. Like, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. And I love that shit. That's why Cassian was always, like, one of my go-to guys. I, I enjoyed him thoroughly. I uh, he, he did a lot of good for the uh, for the Oilers. How do, you guys do, how do you feel about they did in the draft? How do you feel they did? Uh, fine. Like we weren't a player really, you know, having the 29th overall pick or we traded up to 32 in the end, but yeah, I'm okay with it. Like we need a fucking goalie. That's what Edmonton needs. We have money now too. Cause we did free up some space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith retired. 
Duncan Keith retired, which freezes up another like 5.5 mil or something like that. So yeah. right now, I think I heard that the Oilers have 19.8 million for the signings available. Do you think that, do you think they're going to make an effort to sign Kane? I think Kane may be willing to take not a pay cut, but like, I think he'd be willing to take something smaller to kind of reinvent his career. Like that's the hope. Like, I feel like he's, he's a guy that no one really wanted, right? He was a liability to some people, and then the Oilers gave him a chance. Yeah. I feel like he owes the Oilers a fucking reasonable contract one time, and yeah. then we can reconvene afterwards. Yeah, like do a two-year. Yeah, two-year, one-and-a-half, two, two mil a year, and... Then I'm like, overall curious to see how it all plays out. Obviously, yeah. I would fucking love it if we do could Do you get think him. Uh, there's two goalies right now that Oilers uh, might be looking after, and one of them is Jack Campbell. Yeah, he's like the one that they're chasing, apparently. Yeah, which makes sense because Jack Campbell is a great goalie. I know that he had like was prone to injury, and then but he he got kind of th- thrown into being the number one Toronto goalie, and that's a he did he did all right. He he held his own pretty good. Yeah. Give me a sec, okay, Tom. Yeah, no worries. I'll be right back. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, Jack Campbell is uh one of the leading candidates that they're saying right now. So we'll see. Yeah, I just saw the thing you sent me where it looks like Kane's looking for six or seven million. I think Plus, he's re- that, sorry. It said that six or seven million won't cut it, that he wants more than that. Oh, really? Um. See that, like, I get that he has money troubles, but fuck, man, he's got to be realistic with what he is. Like, yeah, and that's what's funny about, like, you know, you say you want eight or nine mil, mm-hmm. a team signs you. They're not getting the cane that just played with McDavid and Drysaddle. They're getting the cane who's got to come and lead your team as his own individual player. Yeah, what does that look like? Compared to McDavid Kane, yeah, just well, saying. Like, no, and that's the thing. Like, well, no, but that's the thing. Run. Like, he had a great playoff run. I yeah. don't want to knock any of that. He no, and he was a great addition to the Oilers. I'm a huge fan either way. But he, my big thing is, what are you like? You were playing with the one of the best in the world. Yeah, and he made you look better. Of course, like. like how good is, is are you really if like how, show put, go on a line where you don't have McDavid passing you the puck? Let me know what happens. Yeah. So, like that's kind of like one I see. And if I'm the Oilers GM right now, I am bringing that up to his agent. I'm going like, no, that's great, and he did wonderful for us. Yeah. But also, how wonderful is he going to do when he doesn't have McDavid passing him the puck? That's all I'm going to ask. For sure. No, and that's just like it. I don't know. Like I've said in the past with Kane, I understand, you know, his financial issues, blah, blah, blah. He needs a, to make money in the short amount of time he has. But greatness brings money too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they can ever last through your, after your hockey career. Mm-hmm. If you come on and him and McDavid become this duo, like and dry settles there, like we have this opportunity to become a fucking powerhouse, a real powerhouse team with his help. I feel like that would in the long run pay dividends for his career as well. Plus there's all the stuff that comes with being in the NHL, man. 
with with when you have a stellar career, think of all like the side contracts for uh Gatorade or Nike. Exactly. Or whatever, like all that fun yeah. stuff that can come. You can make some serious fucking coin. Just because you're not making it in the NHL doesn't mean you can't make it elsewhere. No, hundred percent. And like I don't know. I, I don't and I also don't want to kick the guy that's down, but have you seen all the gambling commercials on TV during sports? I mean you could easily be the spokesperson for Bet 99 or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, exactly. I let it ruin my career. Yeah. Come I love this app me. so much. It ruined my fucking life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually found it really annoying during the playoffs. I was trying to watch my betting commercials and they kept putting hockey on in between them. I was Dude, like, so what bad. the fuck? Oh, so, God. Like, and like that's going to be, it's got to be a bit of a crime, no? Like, you're going to create addicts. Imagine if you are, there is gambling addicts out there too. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like one after the other, after the other, after the other, like, like, like like I get to a point, like I, I understand like there's fun. Like I bet on games before I've done it and I have yet to win one. So I don't do it often. Yeah. But like now that it's accessible to like my phone, that is fucked up. I refuse. I refuse to get on those apps. I refuse to do any of it. People like, have tried I, to talk me into it, and like, I'm like, I have zero interest. Like, in that. It, like if I'm feeling squirrely, I'll do like one or two bets a year, and then see how I do. Yeah, but like that's it. And like for me, that my bets are like like the fantasy league, or you know, like where you're, it's just one bet. You're not every fucking. I gotta put more. I gotta make up. I gotta blah, 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 like. Mm-hmm. That. I have a buddy. His dad has his own bookie, like just to be yeah. like. Uh, and like they do well and all this stuff, but Jesus Christ! Like I don't, I never, I never talk about the numbers he bets. It's, no. it's fucked. Like I, I wouldn't do it. I just, I can't. But I don't know what it is when you have like large sums of money and you just go ahead and be like, I'm just gonna go ahead and just be like, let's see what happens here. Yeah, I've watched if you that. win. Like that, that feeling of winning, it's unbelievable. Like I've, I've done well at a casino before, but I've also done poorly. Yeah. So like. It's not a thing I do all the time, but no. do I, do I want to go and play craps every so often if I'm feeling squirrely? Sure. But like, like addiction is like another thing. Like, I guess like, like booze I'm okay with. I've, I'm, my drug habit is very limited. Like I've, I've left, I've like, I've smoked weed before and then I've done shrooms once. That's kind of it. So like yeah. right then and there. And then gambling is a thing that I can take and leave any single time I want. I went to, I used to go to casino every other weekend, went to Vegas once, and then was done gambling for fucking years. Yeah, for sure. And it was just done. Like, it's something I can just pick up and drop off. It's just Yeah, same cool. with me with gambling. I don't, I, I don't understand. When you see, like, the fucking one-armed warrior people at the fucking casino just pulling on that. Those, those people make <clears> me sad. And that's all they do in the addiction there. It's like, holy fuck. I understand addiction because of smoking cigarettes i was an addict i am an addict still recovering from being a smoker but yeah gambling's never been something i could get addicted to long term yeah fuck the i used to play poker but eventually like i was i I get bored of poker i get bored so quickly like that's the thing like yeah i you need so much patience and all that's what killed it for me i just don't have it and I like, did for a like, time. Like, I don't mind shooting the shit with the boys and playing some cards here and there. Yeah, that's. But fun. then, like, it gets like so competitive, and then the person, that, like, when you get to the final two, I'm just like, "Yo, let's wrap this shit up." Yeah, like, pretty much. I'm kind of done here. When you sit through, like, I've sat through eight hour tournaments where I won, but it took me eight hours to win, and it's like that's a long 
don't and I don't have it in me anymore. Now, yeah. like that's why I don't bet on poker anymore, really, because I don't have that that wait time in me. I don't. Um, I just don't have all. it. I've been there. I've done it. I know what it takes, but I don't have it. Like it's too much attention yeah. of just eight yeah. hours, nine like, hours. All, all the poker focus. tournaments, all the poker games I've ever played were never about poker for me. Yeah. Just I like hanging out with the guys. I like having beers with the boys. Yeah. I'll have a cigar every now and then I'll, and all that stuff. Uh, but like, like, like I'm more about hanging out with the guys and talking shit and doing this stuff. And then if that's the activity we're doing, then fine. Sign me up. But of course. Like, these people that have like a monthly poker game where it gets fucking intense and shit like ugh, I can relax here. Like, it was really funny when I, I get a kick out of it because poker went huge all of a sudden. It was, UFC and poker around the same time just like skyrocketed in popularity. Yeah. Everybody had to have a poker table in their basement and poker chip sets. And now when I'm garage sailing, some of the number one things I see poker chip sets and poker tables because the people that thought it would be i'm gonna have a poker game every weekend at my house i'm gonna buy this 10 person poker table i see them for sale all the time because nobody wants to have a permanent fucking poker table set up in their house yeah and people you can't fill 10 seats every week like we have lives kids girlfriends like fiancés wife with like there's just too much shit going on you can't i i I get like uh I get the appeal of poker. Yeah. And I, I get the, if you can do it, do it right. Like have a poker table, but here's the thing, get a portable one and then like, have it like just kind of come around. Like I get like borrowing someone's poker table. Like, Hey man, like I want to host it. You have a table. Can you bring that yeah. over? We're going to have a friend we'll table. Have, like, yeah. Like everyone chip in. And then one of you have like all, all of you chip on chips all of you chip in on the table and then we all take turns fucking hosting or something like that. Cause I get yeah. that, that like I get, the, I, I have a need for male camaraderie. I think every guy does. I think women have a need to have female camaraderie. I don't think that it's an unheard of fucking thing. I think no, the normal. activities we choose to do are different. Yeah. But like, I get it, but like, it, like I need more than just a monthly poker game. Like I, like I honestly want to find, uh, a slow pitch softball league for next year and i'm gonna tell uh, i i i'm gonna talk to two guys that i know that are in leagues going like if you need a spare you fucking call me i want i want in i want to play i want i want to be I'm, I'm there i'm all for it and then yeah. i want to like and like that's the thing like that i need like like actual activity i'm fucking for you have a couple beers with the boys you yell shit at the other team fucking have a barbecue afterwards it's a fucking time yeah but like poker, I can do like once every fiscal quarter. Like uh, that's kind of like where I'm at with that. Like I don't mind playing, and I'll, I know how to play, and I, I I have my moments where I'm good. I've won like three times maybe in my entire life. But it also comes down to like I don't give a shit anymore, and it's twenty bucks. So like here, pretty much, Steve, take the twenty. I'm going all in blind. I'm. It's one in the morning. What are we doing here? Yeah, for sure. I, I get to that same point now. I don't, if, like we said, if I'm playing seriously, then it's different, but it's not but, something uh, see, I do We anymore. also, like, I also don't play to a point, if I could play to a point where I can just cash out and fuck off or whenever I want, then I think it would take it differently. But the yeah, fact is course. that I only play, like, this is $20 worth of chips, and it's, like, all these different fucking values that don't add up to $20. So you're just like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. 
So there's no cashing out. Like I would like no, it. No, you buy it and you buy it. I spent like home games, obviously. If yeah. you're playing at the casino, then you can buy it and cash out whenever yeah. the fuck you want. And that's but... what I would ra- rather want. Like I would rather if I yeah. could like that would be the poker game that I would play. Yeah. And then it's a like... fun like gamble in ways if you do that, just because you you can choose your own adventure. Yeah. You know, like when poker, that's what's different than other games is you get to decide your fate ultimately you can't control the cards and all that, that shit but that's what the allure is but that's what all i would play now like if i'm going to the casino and i'm going to play poker i'll play one two no limit so i can just leave i'm not going to fucking play but I, that being said i haven't done that in a decade, i don't even, I don't even play poker because you know my game is craps i love craps at the casino yeah i like back rat that's fun do you actually know how to play that roulette uh, oh, don't probably... avoid the question do you actually know how to play baccarat you don't no i've watched james bond a bunch of times like... and they're very unclear on how they play no he, i have just... no idea oh. i misspoke i meant to Stop i do... meant to say roulette okay, I meant don't to say do that roulette. to me because that is a game that looks complicated and i'm very interested to play because i want to be feel like james bond for the night Pretty much. that game looks so <laughs> fucking complicated yeah, I have. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, where I've watched it a few times. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, I've stopped at tables, going like, "What's happening?" Everyone around me is like, "I don't know." But no, and I uh, think cra- that's the fun. Craps maybe. is fun. I love playing craps. That's I, the that's my game. One. Yeah, and I can Never teach you, I, I can teach you that because there's so many, like, because that's I find that that is the most gambling game to gamble on. Like, it's not just you're you're. It's there's a whole mess of ways to make money off of this game granted it's all chance and yes you can lose it all but like that's that's what you got to understand what you're playing for like i like to go with a 100 bucks leave the wall in the car that's it like that is what i'm going with like you know it's either i win this or i'm not at all and in a world where i can pay for shit on my phone this is the cash i'm willing to lose i will not do anything else that's it and then like if i want a cocktail i still have access to funds where I can go and pay for it with my phone. Yeah, I'm the so, same way. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, like I, like the casino that's in the Oilers arena, what's it called? Like Scotia Bank or Rogers, Something, whatever. Yeah. Like it's some fucking other big fucking company, whatever. The casino there is beautiful. The Montreal casino is beautiful. Like I like I do enjoy the experience of going. It's gambling. a fun night out, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But you also have to understand what you're doing. Oh yeah. You're, 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 you're spending like, that's what I look at anything. If you're going to a show, if you're going to the theater, you're going to spend X amount of dollars. If you go into the casino, look at it as you're buying a ticket. Like you said, a hundred dollars or whatever your limit is. I want to buy a ticket. This is my ticket for enjoyment. And then you use that amount to spread it around and enjoy your evening. However you see fit. That's always how it's been for me is like, I'll use the casinos once, maybe every like six months as something to do after we do a do. Like if we're going out with a couple couples, we have a, a couple nice couples. Day, like, couple couples. Like uh. you guys want to go out for do something after this? Yeah, what's everyone? I don't want to go to the bar. That's stupid. Let's go to the casino. We can have drinks and like a little bit yeah. of fun. Yeah. So to sum up, those commercials are stupid. I think is what yes. we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Gamble responsibly. Yes. Although, yeah. No, I wouldn't mind doing a night at the casino if uh, with you one time. I'll teach you how to play craps. That'd be fun. I like the horse game. There's like a horse, horse racing game. Horse racing game. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Those are fucking fun. Yeah. 
I just don't like anything om- automated, to be honest with you. I don't trust. Yeah. That's a big reason why I don't play the, the machines. Yeah. I don't trust technology when it comes to gambling. Yeah. The casino is always designed to win, too. So, you know, that. Yeah. Going yeah. In. Like, I, I get like the house always wins and like the house has better odds. I get that. But like, at least if I'm rolling the dice, I'm rolling the dice. There yeah, is nothing sure. aside from some Ocean's Eleven bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's like the poker I was saying. You choose your own destiny. I can yeah. fold. If I don't want to bet this hand, I'm not going to. You can't make yeah. me. That's yeah. the good part about that. Yeah, as opposed to like yeah. fucking pulling that one arm bandit over and over yeah. again. But I wouldn't mind like, you know, you look for reasons to like dress nice and then you go out and fucking go, all right, 100 bucks. This is my limit. Let's go to the casino. Let's have a time. Like The I- really fun one, I don't know if you've done horse racing. Have you ever gone to horse races? Real one? No. I want to go to the one in Edmonton. Like they have that new one, right? It's pretty fun. By the airport. I went for a bachelor party and it was yeah. like a fucking time. And like people dress up to the nines. Like you don't have to, obviously, but just yeah. seeing that atmosphere. And it's like you can bet a dollar per horse race. There's like nine or ten races or whatever. You you pick your own destiny. You don't have to bet at all. You can just go and watch. The I always wanted drive. to go to like I guess it's the Kentucky Derby, right? Yeah. That's what the I always wanted to go where everyone dresses like the Monopoly man. Yeah. I really want to go to that. People do that. And like, that's at the Edmonton one, people dress like that. Really? eh? Yeah. They like put their Klondike gear on big, huge dresses and big hats. And like, it's, it it was an experience I had never been. And I've always been curious, like my step grandfather, my dad's stepdad, Ken, he was very much into horse races. So my dad like, you like to bet on the ponies, eh? Yeah, my dad knew about it and was never interested because my dad does not gamble at all. Yeah. But it was interesting to always hear about that as a kid. So I had that like interest of like, I'd like to see it someday. And I went with the right people because they were addicts. So they were able to explain the game to me fairly well. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it's not something I do all the time. But once every, like, I'd say once every three or four I would years, just bet on the funniest uh, name. Honestly, yeah, that's, that's just what, what I would do. do. I'd be like 50 bucks on like, rock and roll star andromeda like i don't know i would take like the crazy bets because they're the fun ones that you want like if this happening is twenty five thousand to one Mm -hmm. so you bet one dollar on this and you win twenty five thousand dollars if it happens if it doesn't happen you lose a dollar but if it happens you just won twenty five thousand dollars and so i I like the like crazy bets when it went to that on the off chance that it does happen why why not yeah exactly that'd be fucking great story fucking right yeah, no, that kind of stuff's fun. Right on, buddy. What do you got on the docket the week ahead? Uh, just kind of work stuff. I got a what? I got a I got the wedding that I'm uh, what what what's the where I'm doing the ceremony? Yeah, officiating. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks. I have yeah. The wedding that I'm officiating uh, in two weeks. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get a suit still. Like I'm, I, I am the worst at. I'm. Allow me to rephrase. I am the best at procrastinating. Yeah, that happens. Like, like I have thought about what I'm gonna say, and like <laughs> I have like a vague idea of what. But here's the thing: and every time I've had to speak in public since I was a kid, I have won it. And it just, it just, I come to me, I say what I want to say, and it comes from the heart, and I just go. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kind of have a goal here. Like, I want to say something moving. Like, my friends, Rachel and Sarah, are such amazing people that I like, I would like to say something that, like, justifies, like, their union. Like, like 
makes sense why I'm speaking. Like, because yeah. right now, like, I don't have anything that just goes like, and this is why they asked me to do. This. You got to make people cry, like you said. You, well, you promised I, I tears. Like, I, honestly, that's the goal. Like, I know that, like, when I was MC for Deanna and Danny's wedding, like, I won that, and I was able to take from the ceremony because, like, they had like construction going on at the next hotel. So I think my opening line was. I don't think I've ever been able to witness love so loud that it drowned out construction. Nice. And it was just like, you know, things like, like just stuff you can think of in the moment of just like that kind of thing. And I, yeah. you know, like, and then like what I did for Scott and Lael's wedding, when I emceed that and I had to like do a speech, I had to do this, all this stuff is just like, here's a microphone, Tom, do your thing. And I'm like, okay, but, it, but it's what I can do. Right. You'd be a funny bit. <clears throat> I don't know how to pull it off, but just a funny thought. Because, like, it's a lesbian wedding, correct? Yeah. So you could lend into the fact, like, I am so, so relieved that I met a woman recently. Because you know how stressful it is being a single man trying to come to a lesbian wedding and possibly meeting someone? Do you know how fucking stressful that can be? <laughs> and then just... That's that's a funny bit, I feel. Yeah. There's something there. I was going to make a joke knowing full well that no man could ever come between them. Nice. I thought, like, I think that... There's something funny. there, for like, sure. Like, like, I would be like, these two love each other so much that, in fact, no man could ever come between them. Yeah. Like, I think that that's funny. But also, that I is. don't know if it's tasteless or not. I don't know. It's hard to say it, how it will Because that's the thing. Like, I know them, but I don't know my audience. That's true. So like I know like I know them and they're, they're beautiful, beautiful, wonderful people that I like I want to do right by them. I hope they didn't hear this episode where I just spoil one of the jokes. I'm gonna try. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's frozen again. Classic Sean. This bad internet. Well, I don't think Sean's coming back anytime soon, and I think it's gonna wrap up the show for this week. So I'll just wrap up the show by saying uh, I'm Tom Sides and this has been one side of the story and that was Sean Sides and that was his side of the story. So we'll catch you all next week. Uh, live long and prosper, everyone. Two sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.